Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox Podcast, tools to help you with everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenniff, the owner of Minute Women Home Care, and today we're talking about what's in your parents' wallet. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan McKenniff, and I'm joined here with Janet. You are listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, and we go over a wide variety of helpful tips and useful information that regards with older adults and caregiving services. And today, in episode 8, we're going to be talking about what's in your parents' wallet. What happens when somebody gets older, they're needing assistance, and what do you need to make sure is in there, and what do you need to make sure is out of there? So how are you, Janet? I am doing well. It's the beginning of the year. We're off to a good start. And uh, hopefully we'll have some a lot of good ideas to share of things to share with people. Absolutely. So let's get right into it. What's in your parents' wallet? Where do we start with this whole thing? Well, what happens with, um, I've had a lot of experience, both in uh, home care and assisted living and a variety of places with the elderly and their wallets. And some people are neat and organized and fine. Some people are pack rats and always have been. Um, But if someone is starting to get forgetful, maybe there's some dementia or not, but, um, you know, you you start, and they feel they're totally independent, and they can handle this all, but you don't know what's in there, and you don't know what the vulnerabilities are, and it it really is good to know. Um, I can have a fairly good sense of what's going on with my parents, because they live downstairs from me. Um, your dad lives, um, 1500 miles away. (laughs) So knowing, you know, what's going on, you know, you, you want them to have their independence, but you want to keep an eye on, on what's happening. And I think the difference between your parents and mine is my dad, even though I own my own business, probably is trying to say like, why does he want to know what's in my wall? What is, what money does he want to take from me? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, with it, it's something that is very, very personal and it's something that's very private and, you know, you have to kind of tread carefully with the subject. Um, the, the best thing to do is to find, literally find out what's in the wallet and two strategies that, um, that I was taught is if the circumstances allow, be up front and say, you know what, I need to clean out my wallet too. Why don't we just put the stuff on the table and have a cup of coffee and throw out receipts and see what's there? Sometimes that'll work. Other times, uh uh-uh, no way, it's Fort Knox. And you almost have to take a peek when they're taking a nap. Covert operations. Covert operations. And I think this is especially difficult with men because they don't carry a purse that they put on the table. They've probably got the wallet in their back pocket. And uh, unless you're really good at being a a pickpocketer, that can be uh, more of a challenge. So it's like, I don't know, you help him, he takes his trousers off and you say, oh, I spilled something on them. Let me take it out in the kitchen and uh, take a quick peek. You know, maybe something like that. (laughs) So what are we looking to find in somebody's wallet? What are the the big things that you think you want people to know about? Well, the the number one thing is, are they carrying a lot of cash? We all know people um, are, especially elderly, are very vulnerable out in public um, to be pickpocketed. And if they're carrying a lot of cash, that's just gone. There is a number of people that still want to take the Social Security check to the bank. And there are people that will just wait for them to come out of the bank because they cashed the whole thing instead of just depositing it. So you're looking for cash. And... You know, do they need to have that much cash? Maybe you need to have a a chat about it. You know, we're dealing with a generation, 
in terms of the elderly now, they didn't live with debit cards. They come from a generation that in many cases, they never used a credit card. So the idea of, of taking any money out of their wallet is a big deal. My dad thinks it's unconscionable not to leave the house without at least 60 to to $100 in your back pocket. And I'm like, I, maybe if I got a 5 or a 10 in here because everything's used with credit cards and debit cards now. And I always have a 20, so I have a tank of gas. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really not. It's, it's, but, but to your point as well, we had a case years ago, and I think it was before I even bought the company from my aunt, that we had a uh, demented person that was trying to hand out cash to random strangers on the street just because she thought, you know, she was wealthy and she wanted to be nice and blah, blah, blah. But you can't do that. that, that that's just asking to get mugged or robbed. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when it's gone, they're panicking because it's gone. And where, where do they get more money? Um, and in addition to what's in the wallet, people that do carry a lot of cash oftentimes hide it in the house as well. So you need to just keep that in mind. Um, I helped someone move things out of their parents' house when their father died. And we found money in the hems of the curtains, taped to the underside of the rug, a couple hundred dollars underneath the ice cube tray in the freezer. So, I mean, you, you just don't know sometimes. Um, it sounds like like my, like my mother playing Monopoly hides the money everywhere. So when you think she's bankrupt, here's another thousand coming out from under I the rug. always kept the 500 <laughs> under the corner of the board. <laughs> But uh, so when you so the cash is probably the the first really obvious thing. Other things are credit cards, um, and if they're driving, um, should they be driving? That's a conversation for another day. But if they have a driver's license, credit cards are they expired? Are they valid? Are they um, about to be expired? Are they about to be expired? Are they maxed? And they think they're okay, and they're going to take it to the store, and it's not going to fly. Um, so to know what's there and there, it is a very vulnerable population and people, a lot of people think that the rest of the world is a nice place. Um, I walked into a home one day and a lovely lady, uh, was on the phone, an elderly woman and asked me if I would reach for her wallet so she could give the nice man on the phone, her credit card number. And when I picked up the phone for her and said, can I help you? It was an immediate hang up. Now, this poor lady honestly thought she won the publisher's clearinghouse. She had the vase on the table. She was waiting for the flowers and the guy that comes to the house. So when you get someone like that that's living alone and has their own wallet, you want to know what's going on. Um, also, if there's things like um, medical cards, are they dog-eared and you can't read them or they've refolded them so many times you can't read the numbers? Do they just need to be updated and replaced? Um, so those are the things that you're kind of looking for. Yeah, and, and to make life simpler, in my opinion, when you're dealing especially with credit cards and debit cards, there you know a lot of people have different cards for different reasons, different mileage points, whatever they're trying to accumulate. But when you get up there in age, I think it's simpler just to have one credit card. That way, there's only one bill to be paying at the end of each month. There's only one. Um, there's only one website that you need to go to to monitor any activities and things like that. I would even get rid of the debit card unless cash is really needing to be involved just because you have so many you have more protections on the credit card side than the debit card side. For example, that old lady that was going to give her credit card over on the phone, at least if you are a family member and you found out about that, you could claim that as fraud and you haven't had your whole bank account wiped out. It's 
somebody else's money that's getting spent. So that's that's just something to keep in mind for listeners that it might be easier on the family caregiver to just limit to the credit cards to one with a $10,000 limit or a 5000 or whatever the limit needs to be. Um, and then you only have to keep track of one thing in the wallet rather than multiple credit cards and multiple debit cards. Yeah, and some people keep coupons for the supermarket there for products that don't exist anymore or um, for pet food and they don't have a pet anymore or, you know, something that's good to a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. So you may want to encourage them to try and purge some of those things out. Also, there are some people that get, you know, loyalty cards, these membership cards, and they don't use those anymore but that's not something that you necessarily want to just toss, right? I mean, you you can speak to the, um, you know, how to cancel some of these cards or what you need to w- watch for better than, than I probably could. But I know some things you don't just want to throw out. You want to make sure that you discontinue the service, right? Absolutely. I mean, whenever you're canceling a credit card, and most credit card companies are fine with it, but you just want to ensure that they've they've... Uh, cancel the account and that it's not going to be charged anymore. Um, you know, whether it's these the, the medical cards, Medicare cards, there's a couple places that you can go and we'll leave them in the links because the the um, the the website addresses are too long to try to spell out. But there's there's the Medicare plan finder that, you know, you can make sure you the current plan is working, you can get rid of cards and also you can look at Medicare Matters. Um, you know, at, at different insurance plans and it's helpful for caregivers. So those will be two sites you can look at. But it's also, that's and that's why I go back to just with these loyalty cards or this or that, if you can consolidate it down to one or maybe two cards that are getting used, that way as a family caregiver, you're not spending half an hour each week looking up. You can you can have, you know, notifications sent to your phone when something gets charged or anything like that. Um, I mean, that's how I would go about it. And with these loyalty cards, you just want to make sure that there's no annual charge on them. There's no $99 charge for leaving it open, uh, you know, or, or whatever it might be, or it gets re-upped every single year. Um, additionally, you know, you have cards out there like, um, not that a lot of seniors would have this, but some I'm sure do where they get uh, uh, rewards cards like, you know, $50 Amex card or a, a $50 card to their favorite restaurant. Make sure those are getting used as well because a lot of those cards will have in their contract that if this card hasn't been used in 12 months, they start taking a $5 a month service charge fee away from the balance of it because they were, they say it costs the money to keep it open. Good point. Um, so those are all things you want to look at in the wallet and make sure that if if mom or dad loves going to a specific restaurant, by all means, but just make sure they're going through those cards and they're they're using them right. Yeah. Um, and then finally, kind of finishing off, you know, what to do with all these cards. And and in the end, it's really replacing them, repairing anything that's getting dog-eared, like you said, or destroying what needs to be destroyed and needs to be canceled, wouldn't you say? Yes. And, and one other thing that I would just mention, because it, it's kind of touching, I've gone through this um, several times. If you have folks that are in, say, an assisted living, especially in a memory care unit, the, um, they still have their wallet. And if their wallet's not there, they become very anxious and agitated. You need to be careful of what's in their wallet. Um, You can put a lot of fake things in a wallet. You can take one of their pictures and put it on something that looks like a driver's license. You can put, there's some very good looking play money that's in there. 
And I've noticed um, on more than one occasion where a new resident moved into a dementia unit and when they went to the dining room, they wouldn't order their meal. And it's because they didn't have money in their wallet to pay for it. And they didn't understand that it was part of the deal. Yep. And at the same time, someone can go into someone else's residence and, and take their wallet. So you yep. want to make sure it's not something that you're going to have a nightmare trying to find out whose room it's now living in. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And I mean, being in the private home care sector of, of senior care, we always try to get people to get rid of their cash because cash isn't traceable. And when you're in the middle of two people, one saying one stole, one saying they gave it to me, or one saying that I never received any cash, it's just a nightmare. While when you use a debit card or ideally a credit card, it's all they're going to be there on paper and you're going to be able to see what was charged and what wasn't rather than having a house full of money randomly hidden throughout it. And you find out there's 10 grand in a house that you didn't even know about. Um, those are the things you want to try to avoid. So absolutely. That wraps up episode eight of What's in Your Parents' Wallet. Please feel free to reach out to us or to comment below or to reach out to us on Twitter at MW Home Care. And our episodes come out every Tuesday, so you can expect to hear from us next Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, which is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care Services, located in Lexington, Massachusetts. Call us at 1-844-BEST-CARE if you have caregiving questions or needs. For comments regarding the podcast, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at MW Home Care. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you.